0: What's up? This is Brandon London and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Let's go Giants.
1: Edition of the Big Blue UK Ireland podcast. This week we are one hundred percent British, but absolutely still one hundred percent Giants. Kev's living his best life in Toronto, but producer Craig's back from his hollybobs to resume normal service and join me and Shane to break down our draft class of twenty twenty three. Lads, what a weekend, how are you
0: doing? Yeah, all good, thanks. Um I'm I'm pretty happy to be fair. Like I'll no pressure. This week, so I can just sit here and unfortunately for everyone else, just talk a load of shit because I ain't got to worry about producing and doing these little graphics and worry, you know, is the stream up and working all right? Is anything happening on Twitter? So, um, yeah, you know, it was a, a great week. Uh, good to have Craig back though this week. Um, not some. I'm looking forward to doing again if he's off anytime soon. So, remember to fill your RV form in for any future ones, please, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make
2: sure that uh the the three-week break that i decide to have next time is uh is with you lot and not uh not by myself but i think you did a good enough job it's just uh good to know that uh i, I was missed
1: <laughs> absolutely mate you were missed but um shane did a stellar job filling in for you and uh the sneaky little bonus episode that Shane and Kev put out there was a was a good watch as well. So well done to you, mate, for mm. that. It was really good. Um but I've been looking forward to this since well, since waking up early on Friday morning to discover that Trader Joe has worked his magic in round one and you know, there's more of that to come shortly. But yeah, it's been a good weekend. Um, all things considered. Um we can't really complain really, can we? We're gonna go into obviously the first round of the draft and the rest of the draft very soon. Um and yeah, it turned out to be a, a pretty good weekend, all in all. And I think, and it was very positive. And there's a lot, there's a lot of good, a good lot of good things come out of the weekend. Just gone, um, and we're all going to we're going to talk about all that in a minute. Uh, I just want to say good evening to those watching or listening live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, send in your questions and your thoughts about our our drive class uh, of twenty twenty three. Um, And we will read them out live on uh, this evening. So get them in to us um, and we will give them a readout. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Big Blue UK and Ireland. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Um, Before we get into the draft, though, uh, we have got a couple of little news articles. Um, Two players are confirmed to be returning with the team into 2023 and beyond. the team decided to exercise uh, the fifth-year option on Andrew Thomas. Uh, they'd been picked up in the in the biggest no-brainer of the off so far. Second team all-pro tackle started all but one game in his three years as a Giant and having not missed a single game through injury, Joe Shane was quick to tie him up through the 2024 season. And we also re-signed outside linebacker O'Shane Zimenez to a one-year deal, according to various reports. Uh, originally a third-round 95th overall pick in 2019. The four-year vet has started. Uh, nine of 45 games he's appeared in across the four seasons with the team. And he had stepped to the only key position the team didn't really strengthen in during the draft last week. Uh, again, more on that to come. Uh, but what do you both reckon of uh, Andrew Thomas and X being back with the team in 2023?
0: Yeah, just three three words. Spring to mind for me. Bloody Dave, get on man. Um <laughs> damn it. Yeah, that was something to be listening to this thinking, oh for God's sakes. Nah, but um, yeah, like you say, it was an hey, O'Brien. <laughs> um He's an O'Brien for Andrew Thomas. Um, you know, his contract's gonna get done a little bit like sexy dexy, it's a matter of kind of when, not if. Um, it's been great seeing him give the, the way that he has over these last couple of years. Um, and then we've all changed him. And as you know, it's just a, a depth piece. Um, like I say, we haven't, we haven't got much depth there, really. Um, someone who kind of will already be aware of the system as well and having been there for the last year and that. So it's a, it's a, it's a player that the coaching staff know, but it's also a, play, a, co- a player that the co- uh, the coaches the player knows as well, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm kind of I'm more than happy with the AT one and I'm, I'm fine with the Zimine as what well.
2: Yeah, Andrew Thomas was a no-brainer. Um, it's just when, when you're essentially the best player on the field last season, um, you know, you have all-pro all honours and should have gone to the Pro Bowl. You're always going to pick that up, especially seeing as it's a freebie, isn't it? Really, as a you know, you get the opportunity to extend it for that additional year, it gives you a little bit of breathing space to get the contract done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimenez is it, it had to be addressed after we didn't go for a, a an edge rusher in the draft. And as Shane said, it's familiarity, isn't it? You know, it's the it's the ability to have somebody who knows the playbook and knows exactly what the coaches want and and can just get on with it without us having to go out and try and search that free agency market to get somebody who potentially, there's not really going to be anyone better out there now, maybe after cut day, but even then you're only going to have a week between, what, the end of, or two weeks between the end of the off-season and the beginning of the regular season. So, yeah, it is what it is. I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I think obviously adding um a in there has the shorted things up a bit and, and given us a bit of, you know, that sort of number one sort of linebacker piece in there. Um adding X back into the mix is, you know, like Shane said, he's familiar with the coaches, the coach is familiar with him and he's familiar with the team as well. So it kind of made sense really. Um obviously as you sort of as we go through the off season there's there's chances are that, that things can change and you know he might find himself off the team come cut day, come the 53 final man, final roster um being announced. So who knows with him? But Andrew Thomas, the fact that we locked him up to his fifth year option after year three, says, oh, really? Done. Sign him up. He signed, he's up now on the team through the next two seasons. So best left tackle in the league, locked up, happy days. And let's hope the rest of the offensive line can uh, follow suit as well. Anyway, moving on to the main event. Then, and the, this past weekend saw the team's second college draft under GM Joe Shane and Coach Daves, and really, it failed to disappoint, didn't it? Um, with some analysts grading our, in our class of 2023 really sort of in the top five, if not number one overall. Um, Shane and Dave have yet again proven that they have another talent, and they've addressed most of the biggest positions in need as well. Uh, so Thursday night, round one, pick 25. Which position would we go? Well, not a 25, that's for sure. We've got 24, one above. So uh, Joe Shane and the Giants kicked off the draft in the first round by trading up one place with the Jags um, to take Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland at, at pick number 24. Uh, in the picks that ran before that, four receivers went in a row. Um, and I think Maybe their hand was forced a little bit. Um, but they got the they got the man they were looking for. They got a they got a solid lockdown corner they were looking for. And they were quietly confident that one of the sort of first round graded players would fall to them. And he did do. You know, Deontay Banks, solid corner, fell to us at twenty-four, made the move. A lot of he's, he's received a lot of lot of criticism for that move, moving up one pick and giving up um what we did i mean what was it 160 and 240 we gave up to the jags to get banks but you know other teams are interested in jumping up as well so we've made the move we've paid the price and to be fair it's not a, not a bad price to pay for someone that's as highly uh, as highly scouted and as highly ranked as him craig what do i need to know about dante banks You are on mute, young man.
2: I am on mute. As you can tell, I'm still jet lagged and Thank not you. really with at all. Uh, right. So, physicals. Twenty two years old. Uh, born third of March, two thousand and one. So, one of the younger players, I think, in the in the draft. I, I read a stat the other day that said though that, that the majority of our picks were twenty two and under last year, and we didn't really have that. Uh, um, what do you call it the, the luxury of having that this year because we had so many players coming out of the COVID year. So, you know, definitely an older draft class this year. But um, yeah, six foot, 197 pounds. Uh, he was a three star prospect coming into college football, uh, joined Maryland in 2019. Uh, Combine stats, 40 yard dash, uh, ran a 4.3.5, which was third amongst cornerbacks. Uh, vert jumped 42 inches, which was the highest among cornerbacks. Broad jump was 11 feet 4, which was second, and he opted out of all the other drills, so we can't give anything there. Um, his 2022 season, 680 snaps across 12 games, only allowed 26 receptions on 60 targets for 258 yards and four touchdowns. He recorded 38 tackles, 25 of which were solo. Had eight pass breakups, one interception and a half sack. Uh, Courtbacks rated a 71.4 when they targeted him and he received a 74.3 coverage grade, a 57.7 run defense grade and an overall 72 grade on the season.
1: Winner. So how did you guys feel about Shane trading up one pick to grab him? Just out of curiosity. I'll
2: let Shane start with this because I know he had a lot to say on uh, on draft night about it. Go for it.
0: Yeah, I mean I can call him a... in a way, I do get what people are saying, but at the same time, like why sit there and then lose the guy that you want when we've been part of that in my time as a fan and also from what I've sort of gathered over the years before I was a fan, happened previously as well. You know, De- Devontae Smith we, um, we wanted from uh, Bama in 2020 draft, I think it was, the year we took um, him. Um, and, yeah, um, so we like we missed out on him then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not saying his name. And then I believe I believe Leonard Floyd we missed out on a few years ago and uh, was it an offensive tackle as well? Maybe someone like Tyler Co- uh, Con- Jack Conklin, I think, maybe. So why sit there and just sort of, oh, let's just hope falls to us. I mean, what I will say is the fact that they traded, I had Joey Porter Jr. as over Banks and Joey Porter Jr. would have been my pick, not because he's Penn State, but I just had him ranked a little bit higher. But the fact that they, the, the fact that it was Jags, then Giants, they must have had a big gap there for them to say we need to go and get him rather than just saying, kind of like they did last year with the offensive tackles, we'll just take the one that falls to us. That didn't happen this year. So they must have had him rated a lot higher on there. Um, but I will say as well, I don't think they wanted to go cornerback first round. I, I firmly believe they wanted wide receiver because if you look at Joe Shane's comments after the draft on night one, he said... Our board got depleted. The wide receivers went off the board, and we were running out of talent. Well, why would you say all that if you were planning on going cornerback all along? So I think they were hoping one of those wide receivers fell to them. I think it was a surprise the Vikings took one. In all honesty, when you consider how poor their past defense was last year, but you know I'm I'm fine with him. You know he he, he went. That's our guy. He's obviously he's obviously ranked a lot higher than what Joey Porter Jr. is. Outside of those two, unless you were going to go for an edge or something like a Nolan Smith, there wasn't really anything else worth taking, so i'm I'm fine with it,
2: yeah, hundred percent agree yeah. then, if you if you look at if you look at the um the reports that were coming out after the draft or after day one, it looks like a lot of other teams were quite interested in in trading up for that pick as well. Um, I, and we have, you know, we can talk all we want, but we have no idea who they were going to take. So the fact that Banks was the only player left that we had in that first, gra- uh, first round grading, I think you just have to take the risk. I know a lot of people were upset because it wasn't, you know, the Eagles moved up earlier. Is it the Eagles who moved up earlier? Yeah, and and they gave up a lot less than we did, and they were much higher in the draft. Obviously, there was a lot more left on the board, but. I think what you've got to take in mind is that if the other teams were also talking to the Jags at that point, there's either going to be a bidding war that would have ensued that we've got to win, and lo and behold, we did, because of what we were offering, or you just go in straight away and you say, look, this is what we're going to offer. We don't want anyone else coming above this. Let's do this deal right now. And And that's exactly what Shane did. And at the end of the day, if it turns out that banks becomes our, I mean, he will be our number two corner going forward and will likely take over number one once a door goes. If that's the case, why not move up? I mean, he gave up a, correct me if I'm wrong, a fifth and a seventh. I mean, are you going to find yep. an elite day one starter in the fifth or seventh round? No, you're not. So you make the move to pick up the player that you have highest graded. Uh, and that's what we did. So there you go.
1: Yeah and I think like the fact that the four picks before 20 through 23 like like you said Shane that their board was depleted in Joe Shane's words you know four receivers going those four picks it's kind of like they had they felt like they were they had to make a move to to get to snag the player they wanted and the fact that they traded with Jacksonville to move up a pick and then Jacksonville then go and trade the number 25 pick to Buffalo and move back again to twenty nine, was it? They moved back to or twenty no twenty seven, wasn't it? And then they take uh, a tackle at twenty seven. So, really, were they were they looking at uh, were they looking at banks? Probably not. Um, but you know, they made the move. They did what they did, and at the end of the day, we've got a solid, like you said, create solid day one starter um, at, at CB two, and we can't really complain with the pick. Um, it's just a shame that we had to give up two later on two later round picks to get him but i think it was worth it and i think the value is there and i think again shane and, and dave's i know what they're doing i trust them fully trust them not that you know not that i didn't necessarily miss not trust dave Gettleman, because some of his picks have come good as we already said earlier but it just seems to be a lot smarter and a lot you know there's a, a lot of thought gone into it, it's not just a knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, they probably would have played through these scenarios multiple times. I mean, you saw their draft room, you saw the war room on uh Giants Live last week, and it was just like, like you said, Shane, how much would you give to be in that room on draft night? It's just um, the, um, unbelievable that room they've got set up, and they've clearly done the homework, they've got they probably run through every possible scenario. Um, and they got the man they wanted. Was it the first? Was it the top man they wanted? Probably not. They probably, like you said, like in all likelihood, they're probably going to go for a receiver. But they got one of the best corners in the in the in the first round. And you know, let's hope he uh, he comes into the team and, and proves why we picked a number number twenty four overall. Anyway, Shane, uh, give us some. Uh, Give us some more about uh, Deontay Banks. Tell us some more about him. What was he like as a player? What type of player were we getting?
0: Yeah, so I think I I can't remember if I said it on here or not, but I said at the time a few weeks ago that for me, there was three players that were like an ideal fit for what Wink likes to do and what the Giants want to do on defence. Forbes was one of them. Banks was one of them. I think I might have said with a spoon, but I'm not too sure on that third one. So, you know, he's a player who fits what they want to do. Um, as Craig says, you know, he's a four-year starter at Maryland. Uh, he missed 2021 due to a shoulder injury, but he bounced back big time last year, not just coming back from the injury, but like how he played on field. field. Um, if anyone sort of wants to watch any tape, go and watch the Ohio State game. Um, he covered Marvin Harrison Jr. a lot in that draft, uh, in that draft, in that game. Marvin Harrison Jr. next year should be a top five pick, if not top three. There's people already saying he he, he could rank out as one of the highest wide receivers people have graded. Um, you know, it's not even been sort of framed upon that he could be the first wide receiver to go number one overall since Calvin Johnson. It was it the number one overall when he got drafted all them years ago. Um, so you know, you you get you getting to watch, our draft pick cover a future NFL, um. To, to me, an elite wide receiver. You know, he can he can come into this league and do what Jamar Chase did. So, um, go and watch the Ohio State game. He gets beat at times. Cornerbacks get beat. It happens. Um, and talking of that, the one thing I do want to say is I do hope our fans kind of just rain their hopes in on him a little bit. Not every cornerback can come in and have a source, guard, uh, source gardner, source gardner type um, of awesome. year. Gardner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's me getting all posh. It's all a black cool country cool. posh. It's yeah. me, laddies. <laughs> um, The black country yeah, so posh. it. Cornerback is one of the hardest positions I think, to come into the NFL and play day one. So, you know, he, he's going to get beat at times. He's going to make mistakes. Bear with him and let you feel it out because, you know, there's no doubt with right coaching, with Wink, with Jerome Henderson, they can 100% get the best out of him. Um, Needs to add a little bit more discipline to his play style. Um, he projects best as an outside. This is from Dame Brugler's The Beast. Um, pre draft. If anyone doesn't subscribe to the Athletic, why not? I'm not sponsored by him or paid by it, but genuinely, hey, why
1: not? Hey, you should,
0: yeah, like genuinely, like, hey, why season, not? You should. This isn't sponsored or like plugged or anything like that. You know, I wish we did have sponsorship from them, but honestly, like the the athletics really good with Dan Duggan and and, um, especially for the draft stuff, Dane Brugger's the beast. Um, And he had engraved sort of in the first to second round and 27 on his overall draft board. So I think the other key key thing on that note is we've probably got the value with Banks. You know, most people had him in that kind of 20 early 20s to mid 20s range. So we hit, hit it on the head there.
1: Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, if you don't subscribe to Athletic, you should. It's seven ninety nine a month. You can get it for I think it's a pound a month on, a, on an introductory deal. You're stupid if you don't, um, because the beast is if you want to if you want to read up about every single prospect that's declared for that draft, do you want to know anything about them? That's the place to go, um, and it's I mean, could you just imagine the amount of work he puts into that. First of all, it must just, it must be months and months worth of research and watching tape and everything going into that one document that he produces. It's something like hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of pages long, but it's uh, it's well worth a read. that way. Um, so yeah, so you know we got we got a man at, at corner with we twenty four, and I think we we're all relatively happy come Friday morning once the uh, once the dust has settled on the first round. Cool. Moving on to round two, onto Friday, and again, really, the the Giants got their man. Um, it's it's fair to say that I don't think anyone suspected he would fall that far, and the fact that he did fall that far, would be stupid to to not snap him up. Um, we addressed the air of need, you know, Lawrence Tynes announcing the pick. Um, John Michael Schmitz, centre from Minnesota. Prior to the pick, there were rumours that Shane had tried to trade up again, but ultimately the only centre that went ahead of Schmitz was Joe Tippmann, but he went to the Jets. Uh, after losing Feliciano and Gates in free agency, we should really now have our starting centre um, and should be locked up for the foreseeable future, and it should allow Ben Bredesen to join that sort of projected battle for a left guard spot. Um, there was a lot of talk prior to the draft uh, about center not being the sort of be all and end all. Uh, do we now think that was a little bit of a smoke screen, or was this purely a sort of best player, best player available pick?
0: I think it was um, both. In all honesty, I think I think it was just that moment where best player available met position of need absolutely perfectly, down to a tee. Um, and you know it was just the way. Transpired and it was an, it was a no-brainer pick for them. Um I, I get slated for this probably. I wouldn't have taken John Michael Smith there, in all honesty. But there's a big caveat. There is a big caveat. I would have taken offensive. Of Lyman. course, you'd. No, no. I would have. I would have took an offensive lineman, but it would have been a Cyrus Torrents because I had a first round grade on him. I didn't have a first round grade on James. Now, I, I really do like John Michael Smith. He was was my center one. I think he might have been my interior line two, only behind Osiris Torrance. And in all honesty, if we'd have took Osiris Torrance, would you have been annoyed at it? I'd, prob- I'd-, I'd probably guess most people probably wouldn't have been annoyed at it. Yet it's not filling a position of, of need. But Osiris Torrance is he's, he's class, and I don't know why he was still on the board there. But like going back to the John Michael Smiths pick, you know, I've got nothing against it, and I do, I do like it, and I, I, just like I said, I think it was need, availability, join the two together, and you get John Michael Smith.
2: Yeah, I think, I think all the, all the signs. It was, it was funny. I'm pretty sure he was mocked to the Giants by at least every analyst at least once. I know most analysts do six or seven mocks, but I'm pretty sure if you looked at every analyst and went through all their mock drafts, he, he was coming to us at, at least once in each one. Um, it's one of those picks that it's so unsexy, it's hard to get excited over. But when you actually look at the history of the centre position for us... um. It needed to be addressed, uh, and it was interesting when I was doing some research on uh, on this, and obviously I'll get to get to it in a minute in the terms of the things to know. But he's the third um, third center out of Minnesota that the Giants have ever drafted. I think there was one back in the YA Tittle uh, days, and then there was another one sort of in the in the eighties as well. But It's just interesting that we seem to go back to Minnesota for (laughs) for centres all the time. Um, And the previous two apparently were um, very, very good as well. So as long as you can keep the trend up, I think we're on to a winner here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there must be a thing about Minnesota centres playing well in New York. uh, Because, you know, I I like the pick, um, I think. It was a pick that was much needed. I think we we definitely we needed that. Um, Look, we needed that center. We needed that num- You know, day one start at that center. And I think Schmitz was the overall. He was between. There was a toss up between him and Titman, wasn't it? And I think you know we got one of we got well, we got one of the best two. We got one of the top two in this draft, and he fell nicely to us at fifty seven. So we can't really complain, can we? Craig, what do we need to know?
2: Yep, so we'll go through the physicals and collegiate info again. So physicals, 24 years old, so a bit uh, older than, than most of our, our Uh 19th of March, 1999 was his birth date. Uh, six foot four, 301 pounds. And he's a big boy. Uh, Three-star prospect, going into college, originally committed to West, West Michigan in May 20, uh, 2016 before decommitting and then committing to Minnesota in January of 2019. Um, he is one of these players who opted to use the extra year of eligibility due to COVID, so he could return in 2022 just to polish his game up a little bit. Uh, combine 40-yard dash uh, was a 5.35, 3 five, uh, which is fifth now. I can't remember who it was, but there was an offensive lineman a few years ago who said that if an offensive lineman ever has to run 40 yards in either direction, either something's gone very, very well or something's gone very, very badly. So I can't imagine we're going to see him doing any 40-yard dashes anytime soon. soon. Um, vertical jump was uh, 29.5 inches, which was fourth amongst centres. Broad jump was eight for eight, which is fifth. 20-yard shuttle was 4.56 seconds, which was second, and he did 26 reps on the bench press, which was fifth highest amongst centres. 767 snaps across 12 games in 2022. He only allowed two sacks, one QB hit and five hurries overall. Had a ninety-two point four run block grade, an eighty-one pass block grade, and a ninety-two point three overall grade for last season.
1: Bowser's well, some good stats for a big man. You know, three three was it three oh one? He's a big boy, but then you expect that for a center. Um and he's nimble as well, you know. Twenty-nine and a half inch vertical jump. That's that's I mean, I couldn't do that. No chance. Uh, was it for the 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 twenty-yard shuttle? Four and a half seconds. And again, that's that's damn quick for a big guy. So yeah, fair enough. I think we got. I think we got ourselves a uh, an unbelievable talent. And I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Shane, tell yeah, us some more for- about JMS.
0: Just before I get into that, um, if anyone does want to see Dan run 20 yards, shut up, or, you know, do any of the, the jumps or anything, comment, like <laughs> it, or let us know and we'll sort it. We'll sort out a Dan combine.
1: Phil, let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? Let's do a, a big Blue Canard and combine. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I'm Definitely
2: up for, it. I'm
1: up for it. next year 100%. I'm up for it. Let's do it.
0: I might yeah, be so, dead after good...
1: it. Um, so I, <laughs> I might not be able to present the pod for a, a good four weeks or so, but, you know, I'm up for it. Let's, it, let's do it.
0: As long as you get four weeks' notice, that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, back to John Michael Smith said, um, So, everyone knows how I feel about offensive line, but if there's one thing I want my offensive lineman to have done previously at school or at college it's have a wrestling background. I like offensive linemen that have got a wrestling background because it means they're physical. They're not afraid to get down and dirty. And in a nice possible way, that is John Michael Schmitz. Um, I think um, (laughs) Alex tweeted, um, Alex Wilson, I think he said, describing one word, the JMS pick, and I'll I'll reply back, say, nasty, bring brackets in a good way. Um, you know, he, he's kind of, I think he can bring what we're going to miss with Nick Gates. You know, everyone remembers the Nick Gates, Aaron Donald, scrap a couple of years ago um, or scuffle or whatever. Um, and, you know, I think I think John Michael Schmitz could do something like that, but he comes across really genuine as well. Like, you know, I think he's one of those players that you get him on the field and he's a different player to what he might be sort of with the fans or in press conferences and that. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to his play, he's going to, Saquon's going to love him and another player we'll talk about at some point later on is probably going to really like him as well because his he's run blocking is really, really good and that's where he's better at. He needs to improve at his pass protection and no doubt he's going to get the opportunity to do that. Look at what our divisional rivals done. Washington's probably got one of the best front four in the league, I'd say. Um, Dallas drafted Mazzie Smith, de-tackler of Michigan. Eagles, did Eagles things. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know, he's, he's going to get tested with a doubt. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a, a massive benefit in the in the run game. And I, I hope to see his past game progress. And then just to mention what Craig mentioned earlier on, um, you know, it is an unsexy pick. But honestly, if you've not watched any John Michael Smith's footage, go back and you'll see what I mean about the aggressiveness, the way he'll just get up so on someone and put them on the floor. And like, it's not like, either oh, on the floor. That's it. It's like, they're on the floor boom, I'm making sure you're on the floor properly. Um, so whilst it's an unsexy pick, the the, the the game type is actually quite interesting to see.
1: I don't care if it's an unsexy pick. It's a pick that we needed. And to be fair, like I said, I think it's a great pick. So I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the first two picks, you know. Corner, offensive line, nailed it. Nailed it. All oh, right, then round three. So later on on the Friday night, round three, pick seventy-three. Um, and I think I think I'm fair. It's fair to say that we got an absolute steal with this pick. Uh, Jaden Height, wide receiver at Tennessee. I mean, the fact that the fact that he was he was touted as a as a first round pick, first round talent alone. Why did he fall? Why did he fall to us at seventy three? Why did he fall so far? Um, yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. But just what what a what an unbelievable pickup for for what great value! You know, we got aggressive again, uh, but it was Coach Dable this time that initiated the deal with the uh, LA Rams to send the 89th and one twenty eighth pick to them in exchange for the seventy third to get Jane Hyde, like I said, out of Tennessee he met with the giants pre-draft worked out with them and was everyone on everyone's radar in the draft room as well and it just needed that little bit of persuasion from dave to pull the trigger and you know what a trigger he's pulled because this guy's lightning fast um and is an exceptional talent coming out of tennessee and, and is someone i'm really excited and really looking forward to play see him play um in in blue in the giants and i saw the uh the video of him being picked like his, home, his family home and you know one of the questions he was asked was what, what's your message to all the other 31 teams that passed up on you and he said I've got to play him you know he'll come out on the field he's got a he's already got a chip on his shoulder that he's fallen out of the first round into round three and let's just hope he can he can excel and succeed and, and show everyone what they missed out on um, because I love the pick absolutely love the pick and um, what do you guys think? Why did he end up falling so far? Um, and do you think the value of the player outweighed the cost?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm going to get some stick for this. People aren't going to like what I'm about to say. If you don't like what I've got to say about old oh, you're not going to like what I've got to say about this. So for me, Hyatt, the value was where it was. I didn't consider this a steal at all. I, I wasn't, I'm not a Hyatt guy. Look, I'll point out there, I'm, I'm not a massive Jalen Hyatt guy for the player, um, for, for for his tape, etc. Um I'd seen people saying first round, that would have pissed me right off. Like the JMS one, I'd have rolled my eyes, would have been like, okay, I get it. Jalen Hyatt was, was never a first round, and I really don't mean this disrespectfully to him at all. I think he was kind of like, a late second, early third kind of guy. He was 100% a day 2 guy, without, without doubt. I know Kev had him in his top five and people have things went differently. Um, he, I think he's, he's fallen because, in part because of the player and in part because of his college that he come from, you know, he, he wasn't really asked to run routes much at uh, Tennessee. It was kind of like, you know, just running a straight line or just running then curl, etc. Um, but that's not his fault either. That's d- due to the offense that Tennessee runs. They run a very dumb down basic offence, in all honesty, is the best way I can put it. Um, but you know, I I, I like I like him as a person and I, I, I really hope he does well. I mean, I tweeted out um earlier on about the video that you mentioned, and of him in his family home, and you know, he comes across as a really genuine guy. Um, you know. One of our top guys was Jordan Addison. He gets drafted. He's on the stage with that bird. I don't know what her name is. And she interviews him. And one of the first things he says is, let's get paid. And straight away, I was like, I'm so glad we've not drafted you. Because I don't want to hear a player talking about getting paid. I'll get it to business and it's a job and you want money. But all the things you could say and one of it is, let's get paid. I'm sure that's what he says. And if I'm wrong, I'll take it back and I do apologise. So I've not watched the draft back. But, you know, whereas Jalen Holt doesn't come across that kind of person. that You know, he said, they're going to play me. That's it. That's all you need to say. You don't need to like give it the big and look. Some prima donnas having a plastic, etc. Um, But, you know, he, he, he does. He needs to develop. He needs to follow following 100%. But he can be a threat and he can be a target for DJ. Um, and then the only other thing I'll say on him is, you guys probably got slightly different opinions to me, but obviously there's that video doing the rounds of welcome to the NFL rookie, I think it is, and he's on his pro day with the Dallas coach and the Dallas says, oh, you know what, you're etc." et cetera. Um, and in all honesty, I kind of liked what he told him because I I didn't see like the Dallas guy was trying to be a dick. I didn't I didn't see he was trying to say, oh, you're rubbish. I think he said it trying to maybe motivate him and like, you know, Oh, if you, you're a red runner, let's let's see. I think you're a speedster and it creates that mentality of, OK, you think I'm a speedster? Watch this? And that's the kind of mentality you want from a player. Um, but yeah, going back to, to, to the pick itself, I thought the value was about where it was and where he went for me personally on my gradings.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys know much more. You and Kev know much more than than me and Dan uh, know, and, and we don't even. I don't think, and Dan will agree. We don't pretend. We don't pretend to know a lot about this. We 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 pick up names from your top fives, and that's about as far as it comes. But um, I mean, from a from a highlights point of view, and that's where sort of my my knowledge is. From a highlights point of view it's nice to see somebody who potentially will take the top of a defence other than someone like Slayton um, and looking at some of his you know, physical traits which I'll come on to in a, in a minute he doesn't look like he's got too much of a drop issue which is obviously something we have seen with Slayton um, though he has got better with it so I, I am excited to see what he can do um, I think it's a different dimension to a player that we've got the only Downside, I think, is the fact that if you look at a lot of the other wide receivers that we were looking at, like Addison, like your your favorite out of TCU, uh, who obviously didn't fall to us, um, they're big body receivers, and and this that's not what Hyatt is. He's not a big body receiver. I mean, he has put on, I think it's a reported fourteen pounds since he since the combine, so he ha- he has bulked up a little bit, ready for the NFL, but there's only so much weight you can put on you can't um you know <laughs> you can't you can't grow can you? you can't put yourself in the old manure patch and come out a couple of inches taller that's one thing he's never going to be able to do so <laughs> you know it's uh, it's just it's just it's just not going to happen so um it'll be interesting to see how how he uh how he translates but i'm looking forward to having someone with a bit of speed i mean he ran I'm spoiling my next point a little bit. In fact, I'll just go straight. I, into I, I will
1: next. just add. I, I will. I will just add though quickly. You say that only 14 pounds. It's a stone in weight though that he's put on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. say, you say it like that. It's like it's just a stone in weight that he's put on,
0: and it's, it's not, not going to be. As you say, it's, it's not going to be beer or takeaway stone either. Is it? It's <laughs> going to be legitimate weight. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be the Tuesday gonna... night
2: at the Albion <laughs> weight. No. <laughs> no
1: it's pure bulking isn't it it's pure pure bulking let's
2: let's get into the physicals i mean he's 20 he's 24 years old uh six foot uh, he's 190 pounds now so i mean he was slight before if you think he has he has popped that that sort of 14 pounds um i just want to put up a comment actually quickly from jamie here but um will fuller's comp uh, I've seen that a lot. That a lot of comps saying that he he's very similar to Will Fuller. Now, as long as he stays away from the PEDs, I think uh, we'll uh, will be okay with that that comp being uh, being accurate. Um, so collegiate-wise, oh, yeah. uh, four-star recruit coming out of college, originally committed to Virginia Tech uh, in Feb 2019, decommitted and committed to Tennessee in July 2019. Um, combine. We say he was quick. I mean, he ran a 4-4, which was sixth amongst wide receivers. So, you know, it was a pretty quick class. Obviously, a large majority of those did go for those those early picks in round one. Um, vert jump, 40 inches, which was fourth, which isn't too bad. Broad jump, 11 foot three, which was the highest graded. Um, he opted out of all the other drills. Uh, looking at his 2022 season, um Twelve games, sixty-seven receptions on eighty-nine targets for one thousand two hundred and sixty-seven yards and fifteen touchdowns. He had five drops, well, five which was of those against point... Bama, though. Oh, five of them were against Bama. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal yeah. one of Shane's lines. But if you want to watch some tape on <laughs> on Jalen Hyatt, check out the Alabama game. <laughs> um he forced eight eight missed tackles last year had 15 deep catches for 677 yards 17 screen catches for 116 56 slot catches for 955 and recorded eight contested catches now a lot of these stats shane actually gave to me and the um but i found this uh while having a look through and this is ridiculous he he led the nation in 40 plus yard receptions he had 11 of them he led the nation in 50 plus yard catches he had seven of them and he led the nation in 60 plus yard catches he had five of them and his 11 40 plus yard catches were better than eight sec teams entire total for the season
1: i mean that's an impressive stat very impressive Maybe we need to work on the deep on the deep ball a little bit more. I mean, what more can you say about uh, that's a crazy stat. Led the led led the whole na- like nation. The whole you know was number one in 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 college overall in forty plus yard receptions, fifty plus yard, and sixty plus yard receptions. Pretty good stat, really. There, Shane give us some details about what, what type of player we're getting in Jalen, right?
0: Yeah. So, um, as, as Craig says, you know, you're getting his speeds so and then we, uh, Craig said he ran a 4-4 at the combine, but I have seen things indicating maybe he had like a little bit of an ailment or illness or something, which is probably why you watch the game tape and you're thinking, you know, you'd, you'd probably watch the tape and you'd think, I don't know if Craig thought it when he watched the Bama thing, this guy runs in the four twos. Like he, he, he looked quicker than a 4-4, um, so, yeah, he was a one-year starter in, in Tennessee. Um, predominantly played in the slot for them, but I don't envision him playing the slot role for us. It might be a case of... Which would, God only knows, but if we get another 20 injuries to the wide receiver position this year, he might be asked to play in the slot. But I don't think that's going to be um, what he's predominantly been brought in for. Now, the one thing I do kind of like about Jalen Hoyt, and this is the thing that kind of get a bad word to use this, gets me excited <laughs> is um how, how we're going to deploy him and what how, how that's going to have an impact on the rest of the team. Because for me, I think if you send so Jalen Hoyt at college, just ran like Verts. If he just runs a Vert, it's going to open up so much. You're going to have one dial in the slot. You've got nice new tight end called Darren Waller, who then not if people have seen me, is a little bit productive through the middle. It opens up the ring lanes for Barkley and let's not forget Daniel Jones knows how to run. So, I, I you know, I, I think if you've got, say, Slighting out on the left, Hoyt out on the right, send them both downfield, or even if you send them on like an, an in route or um, a go rate or something like that, I think it's going to open up the middle of the field, which can benefit a lot more. So, you know, teams are going to have to be a lot more respectable to the Giants, wide well, receives than what they probably have been in the last few years, in all fairness. Um, you know, we have got legit speed and that that seems to be the the, the theme for... What the giants want to do both on offense and defense. Um, you know, you go back to Deontay Banks, I think he ran a 4 3 6. You look at our free agent signings this year, Paris Campbell, we brought Slayton back, both for them running the four threes. I don't know what one day will but like say, Hyatt as well, but probably on a good day, fully fit, runs in the four threes as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited at how he's how, how we deploy him and what impact that can have on the other players. Um, but like. Everything I've said about Jalen, please don't take this as like I'm. I'm already hating on the kid, or I'm. I want him to fail. But you never want these kids to fail. You know, even the ones that kind of get drafted to other teams. You know, you still want to see him do do really well. Um. So yeah. You know. I, I'm excited for what he can bring, and I think the value was absolutely spot on. And I love the fact as well. Just before we move on, um, after night one. Uh, I sent a video clip to you, you guys. i might to put it on, fa- on Twitter as well. Um, and someone said to Joe Shane, oh, with your trading or, um, you know, you probably used your picks now and you, you're not going to be able to move up again. And he literally just went, nah, I'll go up. But I literally just went, yeah, nah. I'm, I'm, if I want it, I'm going to go for it kind of thing. And we've seen that with his pick.
1: See man, get man. I mean, and he did, didn't he? Um... Incidentally, uh, Wanda Robinson ran a four three eight forty. So again, four three. So we've got some, we've got some quick receivers. Um, producer Craig has told me that he's put a comment onto our, onto the YouTube, um, onto the YouTube, onto YouTube. So those that, are, those that are watching live, um, let us know your, uh, your overall draft grade and your favorite pick, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll shout them out at the end for you. Um, so let us know who your favourite pick is and uh, your overall draft grade, and we'll, uh, we'll read them out at the end. All right, so after day two was in the books, a lot of people pointed towards just how good things have gone for the Giants at this point. Do you agree with that assessment?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you'd have spoke, I, I don't know what we did in our mock draft when we did one, but I think if you'd have spoke to most Giant fans and said, what's your three biggest needs getting into the draft? Wide receiver, centre, cornerback, in any order. Hundred percent. Like I think we, I think we were all in agreement between us and Kev as well that we probably wanted a cornerback in round one, which is what we got. Um, like I said, the value matched up with the center, and then what see say was probably the, the next one. So you know, I think we, we first three picks, and we th- we feel probably for me the three biggest needs.
2: If you want to know what we did in our mock draft last week, I am just having a look here. We went. Quarterback, wide receiver, safety
1: incident. Interesting though, that was we picked Keely Ringo, didn't we?
2: Yes, didn't he go in round four?
1: Hmm, maybe it was a bit of a reach for
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> 25, a <Yeah. laughs> little bit of a reach. Made, yeah, made the time saying take Emmanuel Forbes. And what can I say? I
1: mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're fired as head coach and GM, Craig, let's face it. Um, but um, I mean, we've got our own.
2: It. <laughs> it's I mean, bad. No.
1: If, if, <laughs> if 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 you if you want if you want to go back and look at our mock draft, watch last week's episode. Uh, we're not going to go too much into it, but um, we did all, we did each put our own little mock drafts out last week. Um, and I mean, we put out a little poll on, on Twitter, didn't we? And who's came in as the favourite? Right here. 38% of the vote, get in. And uh who came out with the, the 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 right order in first, second and third rounds? Right here. Right here. This guy right here. This guy right here that knows fuck all about college football. <laughs> and I get the order right.
0: Well why could not we have that done last week when we did our mock draft? Where was that done then? I mean
1: <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, spoiler alert, it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> but no, I mean I'm i our, our mocks I mean the amount of mock drafts that we've done over the over the sort of last four, six, eight weeks since the season ended, I mean, it was bound to yeah, you know, some some of us are gonna get some some something close, some of us are gonna get some things that were way off. And I think the one we did all together, yeah, it was a little bit way off, wasn't it? But there we go. Uh, Craig, what do you think about um the first two days then? Um,
2: uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I think Steve's comments better there. But um Uh, <laughs> uh no, I I I um I really liked it. We, we Oh yeah. Oh cornerback. yeah. <laughs> we all said that cornerback, uh, wide receiver and center were with the three biggest needs and it it just makes sense that that we went that way. Um we we waxed lyrical about JMS um and how it would be great to get him and I know um Kev was keen on a couple of later guys, just in case we did have to go down that route. But I'm quite happy we picked him up. Banks was... I don't think any of us really expected Banks to fall that far. It's weird. I don't think any of us really spoke about him a lot at all, other than the the top five breakdowns. So that was a, a, a welcome surprise. And Hyatt, I mean, we saw Hyatt get mocked to us by different analysts in round one. So to pick him up in round three, when I know the difference between an, an analyst and an NFL scout is quite broad, as can be seen by multiple picks that were made across the three days and some of the grades that the analysts gave. But yeah, I, I, I think overall, we were given something like an A or an A minus by a lot of analysts for those first three, uh, those first two days. And, and I, I, I can't see any reason why why we shouldn't be at least having an an A-letter grade.
1: Yeah, man. And, I mean, we hit, we hit the ball out of the park with three picks, in my opinion. We addressed the three biggest positions in need with three quality players. Um, and uh, nobody expected to get Jalen High in round three. So, on to a winner in my books. And absolutely, Steve, everybody loves a bragger. Especially when you're this guy that's got no no clue about college football. Every right to brag, so evening, mate. How you doing? um, Cool. All right, they're moving on. Day three, uh, the latter round picks coming up. Um, almost 100 picks went by. 99 picks went by, in fact, from the time we picked Jaden Hyatt to uh, the time we uh, selected our next player. Uh, when we uh, picked 172 in round five, uh, we got Eric Gray running back out of Oklahoma. Uh, it was a bit of a longer wait, like we said. Um, because we we got rid of our fourth round picks. Um, but we're back on the clock. Eric Gray was picked up. Um, He's a two year college starter with Oklahoma. He's an all purpose back who won't only be able to help lighten the load on Barkley and be able to mix it up in the receiving game, but also could be a contributor, 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 however you want to say that word, uh, in the return game as well. So, you know, Eric Gray is a, again, it's, a, it's, it's quite another, it's quite a, Nice little pickup there in round five, I thought. Um, what do you, what did you guys make of Eric Gray?
0: Yeah, I was with it. I mean, I think if you looked at it, if, if if any, if we want to talk about what the first three picks were going to be, as we just have, if someone had said to you, "Will the New York Giants draft a running back?" I think we'd have all said, "Yeah." When it'd have been different question, but you know, we fully expected to, and like, no, this doesn't mean Saquon Barkley's being traded, or we're not gonna, we're gonna be the tag, or we're gonna let him walk after a year. You know, it's just a little bit of depth, and it's it's good depth as well. You know, Eric, Eric Gray, um, you know, someone who was on on my radar. I mean, I think I had Eric Gray, uh, I had RB five as uh, Dwayne McBride, but like I said on this podcast, I'd, I'd say RB four to RB12, could be interchanged in absolutely any order. And, you know, for me, Eric Gray was probably in that mid-league, probably about RB7, RB8 kind of range. But, you know, he could have been 12, he could have been 4. You know, that that that's how close they all were. And I think we kind of benefited in getting him as late as we did because of how good the running back class was as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Good. but As Barkley gets older and Let's be honest. We've used Barkley as one hell of a workhorse across the last few seasons when he's not been injured. I think as as any running back gets older, you need to give them help and you need to use them in rotation sets. And having Breeder there last year and and our mate Gary um, obviously helped when there were a few little little uh, dings. And obviously Dan's sadness there is that with this pickup, there is the risk that Gary Brightwell could potentially be out on his way out of oh. the Giants when it comes to cut day, but you know, we'll wait and see. Um however I do like I you know I like the I like the pickup of of Gray. I've I've watched a little bit on him. He he seems he's not he hasn't got speed, but he's quick. I don't know if that makes any sense like he doesn't look like he Nimble. he's going to yeah he doesn't look like he's going to burst and just tear like like Saquon did in his rookie year where he would just tear through defenses and they just wouldn't they wouldn't catch up with him. He just looks like he's shifty um and and ha- the fact that for receiving uh I've got the the stats somewhere there 34 receptions on 40 targets for 238 mm. yards last year. The fact that he's got that extra sort of Wrinkle to him in the receiving game is obviously something that we need, and breeders not getting any younger, so it, it's potentially a good little backup pickup for the next few seasons.
1: Yeah, man, I think it sucks about our mate Gary. I think when I think when when the pick came in, I think one of you, one of was it Kev or you, Shane, that said it. Um, bye bye, bye bye, our mate Gary. I was like, no. Um, but he looks like a decent back, and I think, yeah, he's he's going to be, you know, fighting with Matt Breeder for that number two spot, and, yeah, it looks like our mate Gary's going to be looking in from the outside, um, but you never know. He might, stay, he might stay around and play a part in special teams, but there we go. All right, Craig, what, what do we need to know about um, Eric Gray?
2: So, 20, 23 years old, so plenty of, t- plenty of time left for him. Um, five foot nine, 207 pounds, so, you know, small, built. It's going to be good to run between the tackles. He was a four-star recruit coming into college, committed to Michigan in July 2018 before decommitting in December, and then committed to Tennessee uh, later in December 2018. Then entered the transfer portal in 2021 and then transferred to Oklahoma. So he you know he got about a bit. Um didn't attend the combine Ew. um and I wasn't able to find uh any details on his pro day um in the short amount of time that I just spent having a look. So
0: can uh, I jump in there, because so I have got them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, if you've got them. Yeah.
0: yeah, so he ran a four four six two forty, put up twelve on the bench press uh 3 Cole was 7 7.1 seconds and his shot was
2: 4.10 there we go so so yeah like i said if you look at the tape he looks quick but he ran out what did you say 4 5
0: uh
2: 462 four, six. Four, four, so you know it's not it's not slow by any means and like Dan said earlier it's probably quicker than any any of us are going to are going to throw on the 40 but we're um, talking about pedestrian
1: pace, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
2: 2022 season, 12 games, 212 carries for 1,374 yards, 12 touchdowns, had 727 yards. So, you know, over half of his yards were after contact um, and had 20, 21 carries of 15 plus yards. Uh, he forced 58 missed tackles and had a PFF rushing grade of 92.4 for the last season. Pretty damn good then. Pretty damn good. And in fact,
1: that he's coming from Oklahoma. Pretty decent score as well. I think, I think we're on to a winner with Eric Gray. I think it could be a, a nice little pick up, a nice little sneaky pick up in round five. Alright, Shane. what is the, What does the beast make of Eric Gray? What do you make of Eric Gray?
0: Yeah, um, so just before we go on to Eric Gray, like uh, like Craig says, you know, he probably runs faster than any of us. Just a reminder if you do want to see Dan take part in the NFL combo, <laughs> you yeah, let us know. We might do a poll at 1st do don't think I'm going to push this hard now. We'll, we'll, we'll get something for it. Come I'm on, sure we... let's do I've, it. I've, I've, I've let's do a mini camp. I think so. I'm sure we can arrange something for the uh, the, the sunny nights, etc. Um, but yeah, going on to Eric Gray. Um, yeah. so interesting I do that. I, I, I don't know if you said this, sorry Craig, if I'm repeating something you said, but um, he had 44 carries of 10 plus yards last season, which was first among the big, big 12 running backs. So, you know, he's, um, he, it's funny because you look at his combo Ian, or his pro day even, and if, if you put them stats in front of me, he says, oh yeah, we're going to draft a running back who did 12 on the bench press and ran a 462." Nah, I am out. See you later. I'll find me, I'll find me a better running back than that. I need something better than that. But look, Craig says, when you watch the tape, he looks like a different person. I I don't know if he's got a twin brother or something. He just couldn't be bothered to turn up to his pro day. But, like, he looks so much better on tape than what he actually... uh, how he actually plays. But, yeah, in regards to what uh, the the Beast has put about it, um, like like Craig says, you know, he had... We just call it an interesting college career due to moving, transferring, portals, all this kind of stuff. Um, But, yeah, he, he... he's the sort of player who he's not going to bulldoze over players. Um, you know, he's not going to sort of march on Lynch, taking eight players on his back like he did against that Saints game, for instance. But I do think he can be an absolute great compliment to Saquon. And when we may want to give Saquon a rest, I'm, I'm pretty confident we've got a running back in that can keep the chains moving, so to speak. Um, I know the beast compared him to Clyde Edwards, Um who was a first rounder who plays like a fifth rounder? So make that what you will. Uh, and he had ingraded in the third or fourth round.
1: Interestingly, Clyde Edwards solaires fifth year option wasn't picked
0: up, was it? Let's no. That could be a whole <laughs> other podcast. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Our- I mean. Yeah. The main thing is we've got guys fifth year option. That's all that matters. There you go. There you go.
1: But uh, I think I'm. I'm again. I'm happy with that pickup. I, I really am. I think we've got good value, and I think we've got a good player. And yeah, let's hope he can develop into a, a, a potentially a, a long term solution. All right. Round six, pick two hundred nine. Trey Hawkins, the third. Not one, not two, but three. Uh, Defensive backup of Old Dominion. Old Dominion, what a name for a college that is. Can't say I've ever heard of it, but there we go. Uh, Selected Trey Hawkins, like I said, cornerback. Sort of that double dip at corner um, position of need. And why not get a bit of depth there as well? Uh, It was one of the Giants' top 30 visits back in April. And he also met with the Raiders, Browns and Colts as well. And, you know, potentially in future pairing up with Deontay Banks as well, in future. Who knows? What do you guys make of Trey Hawkins? Anyone anyway, called Trey is cool, right? Trey.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the part of the draft where I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I, need to, I need to watch the tape on this one. Um, but, you know, I'll have watched the tape, and he's got real good upside um, he's got potential, he's not, he's probably not going to come in and start instantly. Um, you know, I hope he does make the 53. Um, but I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying about kind of like how maybe if he doesn't work out a corner, he could transition to safety because of his side. And, um, you know, I mean, he makes some great hits if anyone's not, not seen any highlights on him, etc. But I like the potential again, a little bit like um, Tay as he likes to be called, apparently. Um, a little bit like him, I think he's in a good system where you know Wink and Jerome Henderson are going to get the best out of him. Um, he, he might be a little bit of a project; doesn't play much, kind of in his first year. But you know, he's got all the traits, all the size, etc., that you would want in a cornerback. And I think, did he score? Is he one of these ones that scored like a nine on the relative athletic score? I think it was.
2: I think you've uh, you've just read my mind there because I was just looking down to get his <laughs> his, his relative athletic score down.
0: Oh, <laughs> he probably scored in the nines,
2: yeah. So, a 982, he scored, uh, as elite in everything apart from his weight and uh, his um, shuttle time, everything else was in the high eights or nines. Um, so just quickly, for those so who it's... don't know what the RAS is, uh, it's the brainchild of um. A guy, I can't remember his name, Kent, something. Uh, Basically, he came up with an idea when he was watching analytics, when people were saying, oh, this player is explosive versus this player, or this player is, you know, is a mauler compared to this player. And when you actually look at the tapes, they weren't. So what he did is he went back until the 80s and looked at weight, height, um, vertical broad 40 yard dash with the 20 and 10 yard splits and the shuttle and three cone and basically averaged it all out so yeah there's a it, it's very in-depth and it doesn't really equate to anything specific it's not set in stone but it it does um it does give you an idea of how athletic someone potentially could be
0: So. Yeah, so I thought he did have a, um, a high high uh, RAS scoring. Uh, for anyone who's interested, if you have a look on Twitter or you Google it, you know it is it is interesting. I do compare um, rank and like sort of. They'll be like, oh yeah, they're ranked fifth cornerback out of two thousand eight hundred, etc., like that.
2: Hold on, boys. Hold on. Ah, What's up? Dan, ah, um, I'll let you uh, let you do it. Wait, what? Breaking news. Alrighty.
1: Um, according to Mike Garofalo, the Giants and defense tackle Dexter Lawrence have agreed to terms on a four-year extension that makes him one of the highest-paid defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, what do you make of that, guys? Sexy Dexy
0: signed up. Disappointed he's done it four years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, just having a look at it now. Apparently it's a four-year deal, 90 million, 60 million guaranteed, and he's gonna make him the third highest paid DT in the NFL. Um not what we expected. More than happy that he's sort of locked down for the next four years, and kind of hopefully that's gonna be um, extended as well in the near few, in the future. Yeah, and it I mean, means mate, sexy sorry, got paid. It means I can finally Finally, lock that jersey in.
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those big risks as a Giants fan, isn't it? Picking yeah. up a jersey and not knowing for sure. I mean, I'm sitting here in my uh, in my '99 Big Cat jersey with him running into his final year of his deal, <laughs> and uh, we'll see. But yeah, Sexy Dexy. I mean, he was the defensive MVP last year. Uh, stepped up to the plate. Has just got better and better every year. Um, let's just hope that, that that trajectory continues to go. Um, I did wonder why you boys were making funny faces at me while I was trying to explain the uh, the relative athletic score. I just thought Dan got really excited, but, um, <laughs> but... I mean,
1: I, d- I did, but for other reasons. But the relative, the, the relative athletic score, the RES, that's what you're going about because. I didn't yeah, I don't have a clue what that was what that was about to be fair, So you've enlightened me you've taught me something tonight. So thanks for that.
2: <laughs> so so the facial expressions were part that and part sexy dexy signs, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. More more so sexy dexy, but yeah, I'm happy I'm happy to know what the RAS means now. When I saw it earlier in the group chat, I thought, what the bloody hell is the RAS? I'm thinking, is that some like <laughs> I, don't know. I, I genuinely didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm just gonna go along with it and go, Yeah, no idea, no idea. All right, moving back to Trey Hawkins. All right, so where are we? Shane? Were you talking about? Him? Or are you think?
2: I think we were moving on to physicals. So I think yes. Shane 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 had said about the RAS and that he has scored high. So yeah, physicals, 22 years old, six foot 1, 188 pounds. Them. Um, started his college career at Trinity Valley Community College in 2018, which means he doesn't have a star recruitment number, um, but he transferred to Old Dominion for the 2020 season, which was then cancelled due to COVID. So he got to sit there for a year and then, and then get two years under his belt. Um, didn't appear at the combine, no surprise. Uh, however, his pro day stats were 4-4 in the 40, uh, 37.5 in the vert, 10 uh, foot 9 in the broad jump, 6.74 seconds in the three cone, and he hit 17 reps on the bench press. Um 840 snaps across 12 games last year, allowed 33 receptions on 54 targets for 448 yards and four touchdowns, had 53 tackles, uh, 43 of them solo, two forced fumbles, three pass breakups, two interceptions, a quarterback hit and a hurry, and recorded a 73.5% coverage grade, a 90.1 run defense grade and a 78.3 overall grade according to PFF.
1: To improving the run defense then. Nice. I mean, he didn't have the best start to his college career, did he? At community college. And then moves to Old Dominion, and the season was cancelled due to COVID. So he didn't have the best start to his career in college, but you know, hopefully we've got hopefully we've got a, a nice little nice little player there around six. Shane, what do the Beasts think? The Beast.
0: Yeah, so he had him then as a priority-free agent. Um, now, if you looked at it, he was one of our top 30 visits. But there's also another team that had him in as a top 30 visit. I think there was a couple, but definitely it was the Indianapolis Colts. And I think that, I, I want to say maybe the Colts were due to pick pretty soon. And, that, and I think the Giants sort of drafted him because, you know, they'd looked, Colts had him on a top 30, top 30 visit, why take that risk? Um, so, you know, he's um, one of them where... You might have got him as a free agent, but maybe for me, kind of round six, round seven is where you start, you draft players because you want to make sure you've got them. Because obviously, with undrafted free agents, it's kind of anyone's game, whoever offers the best money, etc. Whereas if you draft them, it's a little bit harsh on the player because they ain't got a say on it. It's kind of like tough luck, you come into New York or New Jersey. Um, so maybe you know that's what the giants did there. But you know, I, I do like his size. Um and you know, the beat sort of says it similarly, Hawkins needs to get clingy uh, and to improve his play record. He passes the eye Test with Floyd Colours, and he's got the athletic profile NFL teams will want to develop, which is exactly what we've kind of mentioned already with the RAS score, and his size, etc. Um, and you know, full, full confidence in Wink and uh, Jerome Henderson, who are really, really right as a DB coach, will be able to uh bring him up.
1: Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, instantly Indy had uh, picked two eleven, which was two later. So, you know, I think they had to snap him up when they could. Because like you said, if, if they were after him, if they were looking at him. We'd take the man and uh we'd do what we need to do. All righty then, on to round seven. Um, and we're really sort of getting into the, uh, into the obscure picks once we get into round seven. Uh, we had two. Uh, 243 and 254, wasn't it? Uh, with pick 243 in round seven, we picked up uh Jordan Riley, def- defensive tackle out of Oregon. In the first of our two selections in the seventh round, like I said we, um, despite improving the depth chart of this position, defensive tackle, um, within the signings of Nacho and Aisha and Robinson, Shane's obviously thinking about the future, uh, with both Robinson and Leonard Williams. Only contracted until the end of this year. Obviously, now with Sexy Dexy having a four year deal in place, you know, we're still potentially thinking in the future because uh, big cats do a lot of money next year, so maybe looking to the future, maybe looking for a bit of depth online as well. Um, but I don't know anything about the guy, uh, I've not really seen anything about the guy, so I wouldn't really have a clue whether he's a. I mean, he must be good enough because he got drafted, but. Yeah, he's, he's a seven pick. He's, you know, there's not too much. Um, I'm not not holding out high hopes for him, but you know, it'd be nice to see him produce and, and do well. But what did you guys make of Jordan Riley? If any of you know anything about him,
0: um, look, again, this is another one where I didn't really know. I I, I can't remember where I was. I think I was eight. I didn't I had a lot on on, on the Saturday, and I. Seen it and I was like, who, Who's that? Like, <laughs> I, I think I, I presumed he played with you and me, yeah. Well, I was like, Oh, he must have played with Timidor at Oregon, so it must be a uh, maybe like a conversation i have had. But I think this year was his first year at Oregon if I'm Royce. Um, yeah. so Timidor would have been like, Who? So <laughs> you know, me, Dan, and got something like, in common. Who, who's who? I who guess, um. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I personally think that brought him in, not so much as the guys you've mentioned. But obviously, we've got DJ Davidson, who we took last year in the seventh round, who's a big nose tackle. Did his ACL at the, I nearly was said Wembley at the Tottenham game, if I remember right, against Green Bay. I think he did his ACL. Uh, he did, yeah. I can't he was on a special teams play or not? So I, I kind of wondered if that brought this guy in in case, you know, maybe Davidson's not recovering the way they wanted. Or maybe he just doesn't recover and get back to what they wanted him to to come back to. So I've kind of just seen it as a little little bit of depth for the main team, but also the fact that the backup player, they, the depth player they drafted last year might not have might not be back the way that they, they the hope it will be.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if Shane doesn't know who he is, I've got no hope here. So uh, I'll uh <laughs> We can we can move on to the physicals. <laughs> so um yes. he's 24 uh, he'll actually be 25 in a couple of weeks time um so the oldest of our draft prospects this year um six foot five 338 pounds so he's a big boy uh he was a three-star recruit and began his collegiate career at north carolina before moving on to garden city community college in 2019. He then went to Nebraska in 2020, sat for a year, had the 2021 season, and then, as Shane said, uh, moved to Oregon in in 2022. Uh, Another one not invited to the combine, uh, but his pro day stats were 40-yard dash, 5.28 seconds, vert jump, 25 inches, broad jump, 8 foot 6. He's a defensive tackle. He's a big bloke. I'm not expecting him to have outstanding numbers in any of those categories. Uh, But you've had 332 snaps across 13 games last season, Uh, 13 tackles, three solo, five pressures, one sack, one QB hit, three hurries, had a pass batted down, Uh, recorded a 58 pass rush grade, 55.4 run defense grade and a 56.8 grade on the season. So, you know, nothing really that jumps off the page there. I'm sure they've seen something or they think there's something coachable there, um, but not really an exciting one. No.
1: And for those wondering where Garden City Community College is, it's in Garden City in Kansas. Who knew? There we go. Just a little bit, just a random bit of information there for you, just in case you wondered. Why why did you move from North North Carolina, which is quite a reputable college? to a community college hmm. don't understand that why would you do that maybe maybe football wasn't this thing and then he rediscovered the love of it so Shane what does the beast say um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing not applicable he was on his best of the rest that's it done nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right then Craig and the beast that literally who
1: I mean if Dane Brugler doesn't know anything about him then we're screwed all right, we are screwed royally um, cool all right in that case we'll move on to uh, pick 254 uh, Javarius Owens safety out of Houston the last pick in the draft cornerback converted to safety was a high-performer team leader and captain at Houston. He's going to join the rotation. It includes McKinney, Bobby McCain and others, but should be able to contribute on special teams. What do we know about Javarius Owens? Do
0: you want me or do you want Craig to go with the? Uh... <laughs> I
1: mean, Craig can go with the stats, it's fine. I'm guessing you know nothing about him too, Shane.
0: Always, <laughs> no, I exactly I on my uh, my big board that I sent you guys uh, end of March, I think it was. Um, so he's a he's a player that I I knew of and I'd, I'd looked into. Cool. Um, All right, we'll look at we'll look at the stats first, and then we'll, we'll come back to what you think of him, Shane.
2: So, 23 years old, six foot, 195 pounds, was a three-star recruit. Began his collegiate career at Northeast Oklahoma A&M in 2018, before moving to Houston in 2019. Um, pro day stats were: 40-yard dash, 4.52; uh, vert was 37.5; uh, broad jump was 10 foot 5, and he did 15 reps on the bench. Um, 720 snaps across 13 games in 2022 allowed 17 receptions on 24 targets for 110 yards and two touchdowns, recorded 60 tackles, 49 of them solo, had two forced fumbles, six pass breakups and an interception, Uh, recorded an 87.1 coverage grade, a 72.7 run defense grade and an 82.9 grade on the season. Not bad, then. So, no, not bad numbers
1: better in, across better the board. In coverage, better, in, better in coverage than against the run, but eh, not bad. Not bad. Shane, elaborate. Javaris Owens.
0: Yeah, so um, I think the biggest knock on him is kind of the the, the angles. He takes up and um, his tackling kind of needs to improve. Uh, not his tackling, sorry. His angles and his pursuiting, I should say. That's kind of the biggest knock on him. Um, you know, I, th- I think he is what he's kind of been drafted for for us and that's kind of a depth piece see where he can kind of make it stick um, essentially and see where he can get onto the 53 um, he's got some competition when you look obviously he's not going to replace X-Man, he's not going to replace um, Pinnock and then also we've got um, Belton from last year and the guy we picked up whose name escapes me, the former Washington player. I uh, can't remember his name. Um, but, yeah, in regards to what the, the B The base, standing him as a sort of fifth or sixth-round grade. Um, says that he lacks consistency in several areas, ball skills, tackling, route recognition. Um, but he anticipates with the ag- ag- aggressive athleticism pro coaches will appreciate. Um, and, you know, I mean, not just coaches, fans alike, all of us included, love... Some aggressiveness is what you want to see from, especially from your defense. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can kind of stick. He um, could maybe be one of them players that surprises us a little bit, in all honesty. And you know, maybe could challenge um, Belton more than we think potentially. Yeah, McCain, no, thank you, was Jamie. The,
1: was, was the guy you're thinking of Trenton Thompson? No, McCain. Bobby McCain? Of course, yeah, he was. Yeah, Bobby McCain. That's the one. Cool, yeah. I mean, I think, again, just a little, nice little depth piece and potentially someone that can, he's going to add that sort of extra competition in camp um, and could end up in the rotation. So I know nothing about him. The only thing I know about him is. uh, we share a birthday, so <laughs> Javaris, Owens, Javaris, Javaris Owens, you're my boy, yeah? Pointing for October. What? I mean, he's much younger than I am. That's not what I'm going to say, but <laughs> yeah, birthday. Birthday buddies. Ooh, birthday friends. Cool. Um, so four players drafted on day three with that being found potentially in the sort of running back and defensive backfield. Um, which out of the day three picks are you most excited about?
0: So I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to very, very quickly take over as the host. because so I think as Dan had the best prediction of us all last week, and obviously knows more about us on the college aspect, I'm going to let oh. Dan go first. So which one, you know, to begin your fear, Dan, so you know, you tell us. Which, which one of the favorite
1: day fr- for- three, my favourite day three pick. Um, it's a good question. Um uh, I I I like the uh Eric Gray pickup. I'm not gonna lie. I think he can add uh, a real he can he can add another dimension to the running game, and I think he can uh, really challenge Matt Breeder for that number two spot. Matt Breeder's not getting any younger. Uh, he produced last year, um, but he's got some much needed competition, and I think someone that's young, that's hungry, that's agile, um, and can play so i'm looking forward to seeing eric grey there
0: you go i mean it's, it's
1: it's the it's the easy option because it's the highest it's the highest pick right so but i'm looking forward <laughs> to it i know nothing about the others i know nothing about the others i'm not going to claim what i do so eric Gray, I'm looking forward to watching him play i'll go right. with
2: uh i'll go with uh trey hawkins um I think, as, as as Shane was saying, with the uh, relative athletic score there, uh, he graded so highly that the athleticism is there. I believe that our coaching staff is good enough that they might be able to just mould him into something. And even if he's a depth piece at, at cornerback, we have a revolving door of depth pieces at cornerback and never seem to have many of the same players, mainly because they're all on bloody injured reserve, like Aaron Robinson seems to live on there. and Or you get Hansie Darnay, big big play Darnay, who who loves a penalty. Um, so it'd be nice to actually have a competent backup. And, and if they can just, you know, find that sort of diamond in the rough type thing there, then happy days. So you've got the two seventh rounders to pick from there, Shane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> big, 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 big play, Darnay might become don't play, Darnay soon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not for trending. Dan, Dan goes for the first pick on day three. Craig goes for the second pick on day
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, feel free to feel free to you don't have to, you don't have to go with one of the seventh rounders, Shane. I mean, it, that, I mean, I'd be surprised if you went with a. Uh, with uh, what's not it the, the 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 first pick of the centre frame we went with because you know nothing about him either.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my actual pick would be um, Eric. or Chris <laughs> oh, already picked him here on Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast, the home of the Giants podcast across the pond. We like to support the little guys. We had our mate Gary a couple of years ago. Now I'm going to go for my man Jordan, just because no-one's heard of him. No-one knows nothing about him. So I want Jordan to make the 53. So I'm going for my man Jordan.
1: Your man Jordan. Nice. Right. Yeah, Marman. And then, oh, poor Javarius Owens, my birthday my birthday friend's out on his own. Ooh. Poor
0: birthday friends. Well, oh, I'll, sure I'll watch out for Javarius.
1: Don't you worry. Part. Kev would have had him. Yeah, he probably money. would have done, would <laughs> Yeah, he would have done. That's, that's Kev's pick. Nice. Uh, we did pick up a host of undrafted free, undrafted free agents. Uh, and there's there's plenty of other names that are, are coming in for mini-camp trials as well. Um, Michigan corner, Gamon Green. Toledo linebacker, Deontay Johnson. Ole Miss linebacker, Troy Brown. Illinois quarterback, Tommy DeVito. Any relation to Danny? <laughs> Um Charlotte Long Snapper Cam Lyons, don't you dare give our Casey Criter a run for his money. <laughs> Not gonna happen. I, friend friend I of the pod, Casey Criter Not gonna happen. Um Washington safety, Alex Cook, and probably the two that have been talked about most, uh Pittsburgh D End. I mean the end is an interesting pickup, but this name is brilliant. Habakkuk <laughs> Baldonado. I mean, there's First thing, there's two many K's in that name. <laughs> and secondly, Baldonardo. What a great surname that is. Oh, wasn't he Ita- isn't he Italian? He, he, he was born in Italy, wasn't he? Or brought up in Italy or somewhere. And only, yeah. only didn't do did nothing from about Rome. football. From Rome. I'm yeah. From. yeah. Habakkuk Baldonardo, Great name. And I think the one that sort of um, has, has ruffled a few feathers and people are quite. Excited about is uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, West, West Virginia wide receiver. Um, he was was he like sixth or seventh round talent, like touted as talent, be to be drafted, and he's ended up falling into the undrafted free agent pool. There you go, Jamie loved him. Even Jamie, how you doing, mate? But yeah, wasn't uh, Bryce Bryce Ford Wheaton a, a, a quite highly rated? I say highly rated, a higher rated. Player than uh, his undrafted free agent status
0: suggests. Anyway. Yeah, he, I, I expected him to be drafted. Um, and I was really pissed off at myself because obviously the other week we spoke about um, day three targets. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I had Bryce Ford Wheaton on my notes and I called an audible at the last second and changed to Darius Davis. Um, but yeah, Bryce Ford Wheaton was the one that probably stands out the most to me. Baldonado's interesting as well. Um, but for Ford Wheaton, he, he was another elite athlete. I don't know what his RAS was, but he's six foot four, two twenty-one, ran a four three eight forty. Um, Joint hoist, vert with 41 inches, and I, I had him on I had him on notes, mini DK, um DK Metcalf. So he's an inch taller than DK, weighs seven pounds extra, and ran hundredths of a second slower than what DK did, and their inch uh, inch vert jump was half an inch difference as well. So when you look at his combine stats, he put up very similar to what DK did. Um, the negative for me was that I thought that he he's, you watch him on tape, and he's a he, he's another Eric Gray, the opposite way around though. He runs quick on in, in underpants in a forty yard straight line, but you put him in the match. And you like this guy's a four six, um, so he really doesn't match it at all. Um, and he only ever had one game this past season of more than a hundred yards. He had two in the nineties, and then everything else was in the fifties or below.
2: So interestingly, Interesting. you're looking at the uh, you look at the res as you said. His res score was nine point nine six. It was the highest out of all wide receivers. So the athleticism's there. Um, I I saw a video earlier as well of him blocking somebody downfield and he pushes the guy back by 30 yards before just absolutely T-boning him into the floor. So he's not afraid to uh, throw himself about a bit either. So that's an interesting one. I think that's the one that jumps off the screen. Um, Shout out as well to uh, the guys at Talking Giants, Justin Pennick, for picking up on Tommy DeVito, who wears a chain around his neck with... T D on it, like you know full well that he Tommy DeVito's a name that sounds New York, doesn't it? E- it just screams New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got the Italian, Italian Stallion side. Yeah,
0: mafia. <laughs> yeah, man. just um just um, But uh, no, no i, I like but to well. pick up so as you can say just on on Ford Wheat and to show kind of how interested we are we've given him 236 grand guaranteed which seems like a lot of money to, to most of us but to an NFL player it's not um, a full season salary on the practice squad of 216,000 so we've given him more than that Um, we get him a 20k signing bonus and he's another player that we had on our 30 pre-draft visits that information's courtesy of Fireside Giants as well
1: Thanks for that um I can't see him going anywhere. I think he'll be part of the uh, potentially be part of the fifty-three man roster come cut days. Maybe, maybe practice squad. But if he can't, if he if he can't make the 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 squad on as a as a receiver, he'll he definitely make it on special teams. He's got all the all the capabilities to play on special teams. I think he's quick. He can tackle. That's what you do in special teams, right? Yeah, exactly. See, so, yeah, I like that pickup. Already producer Craig, are we had any uh viewers draft this evening?
2: We have we have two, so we'll put Jamie's up first. So he's given it an A. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic.
1: Jamie, what's A got it? It's an A or an A minus? It's an A. a Big guy, we didn't uh, draft edge linebacker but it was really strong overall I mean I'm assuming do it's we need an a. edge
2: it's it's an a or an a minus it's 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 close enough we've got a letter a in there
1: potato 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 right exactly um,
2: and then yeah I, I was secondly, a bit disappointed we
1: didn't go go any get any help at linebacker but you know we've we've tied up um Externally, do and 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 we've got a Caricane, so I think we'll be right linebacker.
2: And then Darren Cook was the other one.
1: Darren agree with Jamie A, yeah, A minus. There you go. Happy with DB. Could have done it with an edge rush linebacker. Good to see quarterback drafted for development after the Eli fiasco. I mean, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Hey, hey, to watch out. hey, Tommy. Tommy DeVito. It's a Tommy gun. Nice. Thanks for that, thanks for that, lads. We yeah. we love your uh, love your interaction and thanks for sending those uh then sending those grades into us. Alrighty. Um Kev sent us a brief take on our class of 2023. Uh, We can't get the video up for technical reasons, but we are going to put the video up on on our Twitter page. So uh, check out BigBlueUKIRL on Twitter and you can get Kev's initial thoughts on our draft class of this year. Uh, There you have it, our rookie class of 2023. Let us know what you think. Did Shane and Dave nail it? Are there any picks you don't like? Let us know. Get in touch in all the usual ways. Uh, But that is all we've got time for this week. However, we'll be back in our usual slot of Wednesday evening, 8.30 p.m., when the Irishman returns, yes, Kev will be back to give us his full thoughts on our draft class of this year. Uh, plus, it'll be the evening before schedule release day, so we'll all be getting excited about finalising which game we'll be heading to MetLife for this autumn. Uh, anything else to add before we go, guys?
0: Um, just a quick one from me: just to thank everybody that interacted um, on Twitter with us all the. Three days of the NFL draft. Um, we weren't live tweeting during it. Obviously, Craig was in front in Japan. Um, Dan was on an early shift, so I think did Dan get up just before. In bed. Just
1: after? Um, uh, round one it was just after.
0: Yeah. So and then obviously me me and me and Kev were. Up watching it, Um but we kind of just wanted to, like, like we said from day one, with this podcast, with with fans. That's that's all. That's all we have At the end of the day, we're not like paid to do it. We're not journalists. Don't pretend to be or anything. And we, me and Kev, just like both decided we want to sit back, and watch it, not get any spoilers, because obviously you tend to get the picks come through a few minutes earlier, which. On Twitter, which kind of negates the reason to even watch it, then so kind of for me, all my notifications went on silent. So I only started I only started using Twitter after I picked within. um But you know, people were interacting brilliantly, brilliantly, not just during, during the but during the uh, draft, but leading up to it as well. We put a few polls out every day, and you know, so I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that sort of interacted with us and got involved in that, just made it a little bit more fun and interesting as well.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to watch uh, the draft on my phone, on the bullet train between Tokyo and Kyoto. Uh, spotty Wi-Fi dropping out. Uh, luckily, it, it held true for our pick. Um, so that that was an interesting one. But um, no, massive thank you to you, Shane, and and also for Kev for. Doing the graphics and 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 everything while I was away, it was quite nice to kind of sit back and, and enjoy it for a bit. Just uh, it, would be, I actually quite liked getting up early. Uh, it was about eleven o'clock in the morning when the the pit came in for me, so it was quite nice to be in the morning and not have to stay up and kind of like we did last year, where obviously we all got together and we were all on uh, alcohol and coffee by three a.m. trying to stay up to watch the end of the draft. So. Yep. So yeah, no, it was uh, it's, it was good. Um, everything we've done leading up to the draft, all the top fives, all the mock drafts, everything we've done on Twitter has all been good fun. Um, obviously, now we get into rookie camp, rookie mini camps and and bits, so there is a bit of a lull, but don't worry, we've got lots of stuff planned, lots of stuff coming up. So keep watching, and yeah, the the interaction tonight has been fantastic. If we can have that every week, hell, we'll start we'll start opening up live mail bags at the end. So.
1: Hell yeah, we will. Live mailbag. Let's get on that, because that would be awesome. Yeah, I I fully, fully um, agree with what you just said about the interaction this evening. Um, I'm going to read out the names. Andrew, Jamie, uh, Giant Singh, Steve, and I'm sure there's one more. Darren. Thanks for getting involved, lads. Um, We've loved the uh, interaction you've given us tonight, and some of the comments have been laughable. Uh, Steve still have a bragger uh, <laughs> but no it's been great and it, the um, you know apologies that I was working shifts over the uh, over the draft and so I didn't really get involved too much but I was keeping a track of what was going on and, and keeping in contact with you guys and it's just unfortunate that work's crazy at the moment and I didn't really have the opportunity to get involved as much as I could have done but yeah props to you Shane and to Kev for, um, for getting us through and sorting us out and you know, now that now that Craig's back, you know, services resumed and you can expect there to be uh, plenty more things going up on our Twitter page, that's for sure. And remember to subscribe to, uh, to the YouTube channel as well. Hit the little bell to get the latest updates and notifications. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just search for Big for the UK and Ireland. We're all part of the New York Giants UK Facebook page as well. So uh, give them guys a follow too and get in touch with us via email if you wish to as well. BiglyUKIRL at gmail.com. And we're also part of the Full 10 Yards Network as well. Check us out. Check the site out at Full10Yards.co.uk forward slash Giants as it says at the bottom of the screen right there. And also follow the Full 10 Yards guys on Twitter at Full10Yards. Producer Craig writes some great pieces during the season. So uh, check them out and uh, give his pieces a read. My thanks as ever go to you, Shane, and to Craig for joining me and to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We are signing off until next time.